It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The first episode of Locked On Washington football team in this new week, but we have no game to talk about for the Washington football team, why that's actually a good thing and the short road ahead for the Washington football team right now on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Metters show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Team 980 again and on the Odyssey app as well. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms and we are on Twitter at Russellmania621, at DHarrison82, and at LockedWFTPod. Chris, uh, we said a lot had gone on since the last time we talked in our Thursday recording for our Friday episode, and even more has happened since then. So let's give these listeners and these these fans of the Burgundy Gold a rundown of what has happened since the last time we spoke. Yeah, probably about a eh, thousand roster moves. Well, uh, all right. Okay. That might be a little <laughs> bit of an exaggeration, but plenty uh, to talk about and plenty that has happened and plenty that still could happen. By the time we get to Tuesday afternoon, David, because with all of this COVID stuff and the rescheduling and we're going to get into all of that, uh, the NFL has given the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles, I believe it's until four o'clock on Tuesday, uh, might be five o'clock actually, uh, to make roster moves all the way up until then. But here's what we know as of right now, heading into Monday uh, and what the Washington football team has been able to do. They've activated the following players off the reserve COVID-19 list. Wide receiver Cam Sims, who, of course, had the spectacular touchdown catch against the Dallas Cowboys. Defensive end Daniel Wise, who I believe went on on Friday. Also, on Saturday, they were able to activate Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, James Smith-Williams, and Casey Tuhill. I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me what is in common with those four names. Uh, They're all defensive linemen. Ding, 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 ding. I owe you a dollar. (laughs) They also designated Montez Sweat to be able to return to practice, and he did on Saturday and Sunday. Before we get more into that, the team also signed DJ Hayden, a veteran corner to the practice squad. That could be a name that you see called up on Tuesday because of the Kendall Fuller situation uh, and as well because they're thin in some other areas. Uh, As well, Kalik Hudson, who we talked about a couple of times last week, He went from back off the reserve COVID-19 list back onto the reserve injured list. So I guess they had to take him off one list to put him on another list, even though he's on the injured. Anyway, long story (laughs) short. The bottom line is they were able to get Jonathan Allen, James Smith-Williams, Montez Sweat, Casey Tuhill back, along Mm -hmm. with Cam Sims and Daniel Wise. So five, David, defensive linemen. And this is just going into Monday. There Mm -hmm. could be more, i.e. Matt Ioannidis, We'll have to see uh, what happens, but at least this gives them a chance along the defensive line. Now, obviously, there's no quarterbacks mentioned here. We're going to get to the quarterback situation 
and what could be ahead in the next segment. But I guess your first blush is, well, this is the reason why they moved the game back, right? To yeah. give Washington a at least a chance at fielding a fair roster. Yeah, and that's exactly, you know, you go back to the protocols and, and what they did last season, right, in the first COVID-19 NFL experience, uh, and then kind of the way that they adjusted it for this season. The intention for the NFL has always been to provide fans you know, again, this is an entertainment business. Like the players will tell you it's, it's a production-based business. Coaches will tell you the same thing. And for them it is, but at the end of the day, the NFL makes money off of entertaining people. And that's what they want. They want to entertain people. And I mean, you go back to the crossover uh, that I did with Gino uh, Camilleri from the Locked On Eagles podcast. I mean, you can hear it in the tone of the voice. Like we try to stay upbeat. We try to get excited for these games. We want to see a good matchup, but there got, there got to be a point, Chris, with how many people were missing from the Washington football team roster due to COVID-19 concerns that this was looking like it was going to be a laugher, you know, like the Washington was just going to get laughed out of Philly, laughed out of the playoff scenario and just everything that, that this team had gone through the fan base had gone through with the poor start and then the four game winning streak. And then the heartbreak to Dallas was basically just going to be, you know, whisked away to nothing just in the wind as a footnote to the 2021 season. So the NFL took action, did what they needed to do to, to give these two teams, right? Not just one team, but both teams, uh, the best possible chance to be competitive and, for Washington, you go from fielding potentially a, a defensive line again, and Keem Spence, you know, and no shade to him at all whatsoever, but, you know, hasn't played real football in, in, all, in over a year, hasn't played meaningful snaps and win well over a year uh, in the National Football League to getting someone like Jonathan Allen back. You're starting defensive ends since Chase Young and Montez Sweat have been out, and then you possibly get or you get Montez Sweat back as well, uh, which is perfect timing, Chris, because the Eagles are actually – uh, and Eagles fans are already not happy about this this move of the game, and this latest move is going to make them even uh, more salty about it because as the Washington defensive front is getting better, the Philadelphia offensive front is getting weaker. Right, exactly. And because we found out on Sunday evening, uh, right before our recording of this, that starting left guard Landon Dickerson uh, from Alabama – uh, for the Eagles is now being put on the reserve COVID-19 list. So that means whoever is in that spot is going to have to deal mostly with Jonathan Allen, which is obviously a huge advantage uh, for the Washington football team. So there's a twofold reason why, uh, like you said, Philadelphia fans and media are upset. Number one, because uh, it's giving Washington a fairer chance, a better chance. And number two, it just it makes their life a little bit more difficult after Tuesday night. And again, we're going to get into all that uh, coming up here uh, in this particular episode about what's fair and what's not fair. But just quickly leading and tying all the availability injury. We do not have a final injury report. The NFL basically reset the three day practice window clock for both of these teams. So Saturday, Sunday and Monday are practice days, injury report designation days for these two teams. Now, as everybody should be aware, the day before an NFL game, teams do not have a full practice. It is, even on a short week, and this is not a short week, this is a long week, uh, it is a walkthrough. So we will get a final injury designation report on Monday at some point. But again, the teams will not have practiced, either team. Um, so it will be an estimation. But here's the deal. J.D. McKissick, uh, David, is still not practicing. Now, it is, for whatever it's worth, housekeeping probably, important somewhat to note that right now they're listing him with a neck injury as opposed to in-concussion protocol. So that has at least been 
at least a procedural change. I'm not sure if the two are connected or not. We don't know. Curtis Samuel, once again, did not practice over the weekend, so he's almost surely a no-go. This is a situation to keep an eye out on. Ricky Seals-Jones did not practice on Sunday only because of an illness. Now, he's not listed on COVID, but they are really, really thin uh, at tight end. Samus Reyes is still on the COVID-19 protocol, uh, and uh, John Bates, I think, was the only one out there uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday. So that is an uh, you know something really important to keep an eye on uh, for Washington as they go into this game. We'll see uh, what happens. And real quickly, Cole Hulk and Brandon Chair were both limited uh, in both practice days over the weekend. And here's the best news. Terry McLaurin, who has been trending this way, was a full go over the weekend, along with Keith Ismail and Jordan Kanasik. So that's really good news. Looks like Terry McLaurin, barring some sort of uh, weird – uh, circumstance or turn of events is going to play for the Washington football team on Sunday night. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard as we count you down to kickoff for Tuesday night, 7 o'clock affair at the link in Philadelphia between the 6 and 7 Washington football team, 6 and 7 Eagles. You listen to podcasts like the Locked On Washington football team podcast for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of LOWFT. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all of that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. Washington's going to need some 5G speed on Tuesday night. With all of that money you'll save and all of that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Well, why don't you switch to Boost Mobile and find out? Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer coverages not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We continue to roll long, new week, and still, again, no game as we count you down to kickoff Tuesday night at 7 o'clock from Lincoln Financial Field in South Philadelphia between two six and seven teams. All right, David, before we get into the quarterback, a palooza, and musical chairs, why don't we get a voicemail in here, right here on LOWFT. As always, you can hit our voicemail line at 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Please always identify yourself and try and be as brief as you possibly can. Let's hit it up. All right, y'all, it's Ryan from Virginia. Uh, I'm calling in on Friday afternoon, okay? They have just announced that the game is going to be on Tuesday, okay? I think we can shock the world, okay? But we, we need a couple things to happen. We need 
not both, but we need one of the QBs back. We have a couple extra days here. Probably more likely to be Allen than Heineke. We need one of them back. I don't think we're going to win this game in Philly with the guy who played in the XFL with Heineke or any of these other people. Um, and second, we need a D-line back because Deron Payne's the only one, so they're going to know to double him every play, and he's not Superman. He can't just get through a double team all the time. He probably barely will. They have a good line. So we need a D-lineman back and a quarterback back. Hopefully we can get some others. we got a center back, so we're not going to have, like, Joe Schmo playing center. we got Ishmael back. I think we can do it, guys. I don't think the Eagles are anything special. I think we will play with more heart than the Eagles. I think we're better coached than the Eagles. I think we can do it. If if we get a D-lining back and a quarterback back, we will win this game in a nail-biter. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. As always, so Ryan certainly feeling a little bit confident, and, and that was, of course, a couple of days ago, as uh, he mentioned during his voicemail. And obviously, since then, Washington has been able to get a boost from a bunch of these defensive linemen returning Terry McLaurin again, barring some sort of late setback, David certainly feels like he's going to be ready to go. So clearly while there are still issues and major issues, and we'll get to that in a sec, Washington is feeling uh, pretty good. And that of course leads us right into again, what we wanted to talk about here, which is what I'm kind of deferring uh, or, or, you know, dubbing quarterback a Palooza or quarterback musical chairs, because right mm-hmm. now as we speak, on Sunday night when we record this uh, for Monday. So again, this may change. Stick to uh, Stay tuned. We'll have it on uh, our Twitters. We'll do a locked on now. Uh, we'll have it on, uh, on, on um, you know, on all the appropriate places. We might, might get news on Monday that either Kyle Allen and or Taylor Heineke, maybe both, have been lifted from the COVID-19 list. David, when we last spoke on Thursday night, we mentioned, hey, look, this is a fluid thing. We don't know if Taylor Heineke is even going to make it. Well, that didn't last very long. He was put on it on Friday. <laughs> there is some thought that Kyle Allen is more likely than Heineke. I'm honestly not sure. Ron Rivera has kind of been very generically vague, saying they're hopeful uh, that some of the numbers, some of the viral load, and I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to get too far uh, right. into this, are encouraging. They might be able to get some good news, all of that. I guess before we get into what is next, let, let's go through the last mm, 72 hours. And I, I don't know, you, you weren't surprised that Heineke went on this list, right? I mean, right. With, when everyone was dropping like flies, it was only a matter of time. I guess that was kind of expected. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when you, again, you go back to uh, the post-game press conference after the Dallas Cowboys loss and they were talking to Kyle Allen about how comfortable he was coming into the game for Taylor when he got hurt. And, and what did he say after every drive, they sit over on the sideline together and they talk and they share the tablet and they're in meetings together and they're practice together. I mean, it, it's the backup and the starting quarterback, unless there are specific protocols in place, which I understand are now, uh, but they were not at the time. These two guys are in close quarters and close contact you know, all week long during the game, I'm sure they probably sit next to each other on the airplane, like just, just nonstop. So when one of them, and you see with the defensive line, as soon as one of them, uh, you know, test positive, it starts to kind of trickle down. And then, you know, it, it's, it's kind of the, like, if you're an Eagles fan right now, you're probably really worried about the status of your offensive line uh, moving, you know, moving towards Tuesday night. Now, granted this positive test for Landon Dickerson comes a little bit later and maybe he was separated in time that other guys didn't get it and, and all this other stuff. But you know, that's just that's just kind of the nature of the beast. So I wasn't surprised at all that Taylor 
uh, ended up on, you know, on the, on the reserve COVID-19 list. But, you know, but I think the concerning part is how late he ended up on the list in the week really kind of speaks to his chances of coming back. And again, it's, it's not unlikely, but I don't know uh, that we've seen a player in the NFL test positive uh, and then come back from the list as quickly as he would have to turn around. But, you know, if you want the list Friday, you need two tests at least 24 hours apart. I mean, there's enough time in there uh, in that yes. window to get it done. So you never say if, never. If he's, if he's vaccinated, which he has right. said he is, right. and obviously all uh, visible indications yeah. are. And if Ron uh, says there's a chance he could, then right. that pretty much right. says that he is. Because if he wasn't, but, there's but, no you know, chance. Also, we have to remember, you know, the player has to be asymptomatic, too. It's right. not just the negative test. Yep. The player has to be asymptomatic as well. Yep. Uh, and, 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 you know, I know there's new procedures and, and, and I'm not even sure completely all of them. So, you know, we're trying, you know, obviously this is a completely moving target. So I don't think anybody should count on Taylor Heineke. Uh, I, I guess I would say you'd, you'd hope be a little more hopeful for mm-hmm. Kyle Allen. Now the question is, is, and this is more, more like what I wanted to talk about with you is if Kyle Allen, if Taylor Heineke can get active, both one both, do you play them with no practice or do you go with Garrett Gilbert, who was signed on Friday morning? Again, right after we last talked, we did a locked on now Friday morning covering that breaking news. But he stepped right in and he was the first team quarterback at practice this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's, you go with him. It's it's a little bit difficult, right? So if, if Taylor is active, I think you play Taylor. Taylor has enough time in the system. He's had enough time with Scott Turner. He's had enough time this season. Like he should be able to go out there and, you know, there might be a little bit of shakiness at first or whatever, because he hasn't had the reps all week and, or for the, for the end of the week uh, and all that. But you have to remember, you know, again, he didn't test positive till Friday. So he had reps, you know, until, uh, until then. So he's had reps all season long. So Taylor, you know, if he's active, I think you go with Taylor, assuming that he's active. And again, with the symptoms and all that, because sometimes, you know, even once you're clear, there's still some weakness. There's still some, you know, uh, lethargic feeling and all that stuff. So it, all that kind of plays into it. But, you know, all things being equal, you play Taylor. Now, if it's Kyle and it's Garrett that are active, that's where I think it's a little tricky because Kyle hasn't had the reps either. You know what I mean? And Garrett has had the reps. Kyle has been in the Scott Turner system, but Garrett Gilbert has familiarity with Ron Rivera with the Scott Turner system, which is why they brought him in. Um, it, neither of them really has a connection with, uh, with, with the receivers, you know, all that well. So I think... Honestly, I think you just you go with the guy that feels the best, and one of them's coming off of an illness, one of them is not. And again, I don't know what Kyle's symptoms are if if he has any, um, but you just basically stay prepared and you just let each of these guys know that they're going out there. Whoever goes out there as a starter, there's a little bit less you know leash out there for you to to mess with than uh, than maybe a, a typical starter would have. Yeah, no, I think that's a good explanation, and I'm I'm pretty much right there with you. I mean, again, all of it depends on how these guys are feeling, and again, I don't think they'll be cleared if they are really struggling in any sort of way, even if they are vaccinated, so on and so forth. And again, I don't know if you just trot somebody out um, if they're not feeling well or if they're a little lightheaded or dizzy or, or winded or whatever the case might be. Just one quick note on Garrett Gilbert. I mean, obviously, he's been with the New England Patriots practice squad right? Uh, playing and learning, you know, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick uh, uh, with Mac Jones, so on and so forth. But people might not remember this, but last year in one start, one start only with the Dallas Cowboys, he did lose or the Cowboys did lose uh, in a tight game against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Dallas, but he was 21 of 38, 243 yards, a touchdown and a pick. 
Uh, and, you know, they moved the football pretty consistently in that game. Um, they averaged almost 12 yards per catch. Um, you know, a, a lot of short stuff turned into something else, but it wasn't an embarrassing performance whatsoever. And you mentioned the stint in Carolina. Now that's all the way back in 2018. He didn't play a lot. Um, you know, so let's not get crazy here, but Garrett Gilbert at least has, like you said, experience in the system. And at least as of last year, he had one start, one game in a high profile situation, Dallas versus Pittsburgh. And he certainly acquitted himself uh, very well. All right. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we wrap up the show next by getting into whether or not they should have moved this game and who is it fair to and who is it unfair uh, to? We will get tackle that next right here on LOWFT. But first, guys, I have a serious question for you. Are you friends with Santa? Ho, ho, ho. Uh, you know, he's come down the chimney this uh, Saturday morning if you've been naughty or nice. Well, maybe if you've been naughty, maybe he'll just throw the coal in, in at you. Well, tell Santa to throw a few built bars in those stockings after he comes down the chimney. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm this holiday season? Here's a secret. Dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that built bar flavor. How about that? I didn't think about that. Plus, you'll have a nice melty built bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. There's so many flavors, whether you like mint brownie, David's favorite, peanut butter brownie, my favorite, double chocolate, cherry, chookie, uh, cookies, cookies and cream, whatever you want. Built Bar is going to be able to get it for you if you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's Built.com using the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off. Again, at Built.com. Yeah, with all these changes going on with the Washington football team and a little bit with the Philadelphia Eagles, those, those betting lines might be changing, and your confidence in putting some money on this week's game might also be changing. If you're if you're feeling a little jumpy, head over to betonline.ag because they've got you covered with the props, odds, and lines that you need as the football season continues its march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head over to the updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code Locked On. Whether you're looking for football action or basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games, whatever it is, don't wait. Head over to Bet Online. Take advantage of everything available for 2021. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Wrapping up this episode of Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 at WrestleMania621, the show at Locked WFT Pod. One last conversation to have, Chris. The schedule got reshuffled. We talked about this a little bit last week. I wrote about it for our SI.com talking about how the NFL needed to make a move. They did make a move, and they ended up moving this game to Tuesday night. First and foremost, I guess the question should be, uh, do you agree that they should have moved this game? Because some fan bases, specifically Philadelphia Eagles, Las, or Las Vegas Raiders, and Seattle Seahawks fans don't seem to believe they should have moved these games that they did move, they moved three in total, but Washington football team fans, Los Angeles Rams fans and Cleveland Browns fans certainly seem to appreciate it. Right. And, and I mean, obviously we cover the Washington football team. So from a standpoint of getting players back, that certainly is beneficial uh, and giving them what you would consider a fair chance. Now, again, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with the quarterback situation uh, over the next, you know, 36 or so hours, but 
That being said, David, honestly, I did not think they were going to move the game back. I, I, I really did not. Uh, neither did a lot of prominent NFL insiders. And, and I mean, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk was screaming about this, that they would not postpone it, that they would not cancel it. I knew they wouldn't cancel it. Uh, I'm just a little bit surprised that they actually moved it back. And, you know, you get the extra little break of an extra day. Now, the only problem is, Right. I'll just tackle this from a Washington perspective. While you get more players back and while you get more of a fair chance and more practice time and all that stuff, you also make your job for next Sunday night in Dallas, the night after Christmas, a lot harder. Now, I know Ron Rivera and his staff are beginning preparations for all of that. that, that that's just what they're doing. That is what makes sense. But again, you're going to play a game Tuesday night. Wednesday, the players are going to have off. You're going to practice Thursday, Friday, and now Christmas Day, which is the day before a game, which is going to be basically a walkthrough anyway, assuming that everything goes okay, still with Zoom meetings and all that stuff. So to me, you are compressing your schedule by getting this delay. But I guess if you don't win this game, next Sunday in Dallas means a lot less. So take this one, win this one, hopefully, and then put all your efforts towards Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, they had to move this game. No matter what side of this matchup you're on, that you have, you, if you're looking at it from a realistic standpoint, they had to move this game. They couldn't let this game happen on Sunday. The Raiders were supposed to play on Saturday. You can't, you know what I mean? You have to allow these teams uh, the opportunity, you know, to to go ahead and, and do some of these things. Now, if they had like blatant protocol, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, transgressions or something like that, then that's maybe one one thing. But I don't think any of that is really in the picture right now. Um, I was a little surprised they moved it to Tuesday because of, again, the short week thing, like even moving the games to Monday, uh, Monday afternoon or Monday night, you still kind of create a shorter week for the following week, but at least it's a shorter week that people are kind of used to dealing with Tuesday. It's an extra day. And a lot of people out there might say it's an extra day. What's the big deal. But listen, this is December football. Like everybody is banged up. Everybody is sore. Everybody is hurt in some way, shape or form. You need that time to heal and to recuperate. And right now the Dallas Cowboys I mean, they got finished playing their game 4 p.m. Eastern time or so on Sunday. They're going to have until around that same time next Sunday until they have to play again. Meanwhile, Washington is still two full days away from playing their game. So that is going to be a problem. But, I mean, it's it's either that or you end up in a situation where if you're Washington, you look at possibly forfeiting the game. So I think you obviously take what you can get in this situation. Yeah, no doubt about it. We will see how it all shakes out. Obviously, a lot of coverage ahead. Uh, on uh, Tuesday night, specifically, uh, or, or Wednesday for Wednesday's episode, and then again the short week with Christmas upon us. All right, that's going to do it for us on this particular episode. Thanks to Ryan in Virginia uh, for leaving us a voicemail. If you want to get in on the voicemail uh, and give us your final game predictions, now that we have a little bit more information, please do so as quickly as you can. 301-615-3577. 301-615-3577. We'll do our best to fold in as many as we can. 301-615. Three five seven seven or lockwftpod at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for making the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast your first listen each and every day. Come on back. Tomorrow we'll have another episode to finally set you up for the game and hopefully some more good information with playoff race updates and what will be at stake on Tuesday night. Now make your second listen of the day, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock, former NFL scout, Matt Williamson, giving you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. 
Dogs. That's going to do it for us. Thanks again for joining us. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington football team for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medher Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Come on back for one more episode before Washington takes on Philadelphia right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.